Get your finger snapping, your feet stamping. Nine minutes past the hour. It's the Faith Radio Network. Happy. Can we be happy in the workplace? Bill English, publisher of Bible Business, uh, BibleAndBusiness.com, an entrepreneur and a theologian. All at the same time, he's in studio with us once again, as is customarily the case uh, on Wednesday mornings here on our program. So where do we start exploring this whole issue of happiness in the work, even if we just loathe our job? Well, you know, that's the thing. If you loathe your job, then something's out of alignment. So when I started to write this post, I was thinking about really about alignment with between what God has called us to do and who he has created us to be. So that's, that's why the first element in in being happy the first way to be happy in your job is simply to be true to god's call on your life you know i think of jonah who uh ran away from nineveh rather than going towards it and i think he would have found greater happiness in his life (laughs) if he hadn't spent three days in the belly of a whale right and so (laughs) (laughs) he spared himself a fish trip yeah there you go so being true to god's call on your life i think is essential to finding happiness in your work and then aligning that with your gifts and your talents and your passions. So what are you really gifted at doing? What are you talented at doing? And what are you passionate about? If you can get those three things aligned within God's call, you are going to hit a sweet spot and find a lot of enjoyment in your work. Now, to the person who's doing some maybe some kind of low-paying, entry-level work, I think you made reference to digging ditches uh, a few moments ago. I can think back to my uh, teenage years where I worked in, uh, you know, in grease up to my neck, uh, you know, at fast food restaurants and whatnot. To the person who's in that situation, doing a job that they just don't like, how do they be true to God's call? on their life in that moment. Maybe they don't want to stay stuck in that job forever, but how how can one be true to their calling in a circumstance like that? So there are specific calls, and then there are more general calls. So no matter what we do in life, we are to do it to the glory of God. No matter what the work is, we are really working for the Lord above working for the employer. Now, that doesn't mean that we take the employer for granted or that we diss the employer. We obviously treat the employer with respect. But when we are doing a job, we are first doing it for the Lord. There are always times in our lives when God asks us to do jobs that are outside of our gifts and our talents and our passions. I, you know, I shoveled rock for a, a, a summer, um, mm-hmm. and I, you know, manual labor is a is a honorable uh, way to earn a living. It's just not the way that most people choose to go about uh, earning that living. Uh, so you always honor God in what you do, even though it may not be in your sweet spot. Yeah, very interesting. Bill English, publisher of BibleandBusiness.com, is in our studio once again here on the Austin Hill in the Morning program. You said something uh, very uh, important. You used the, and, and it almost just rolls off the tongue oftentimes in, in churches and among Christians. Be true to your gifts and talents. How do we take a step back and figure out you know, what are our gifts and talents to begin with? I, I have a sense that a lot of people just don't know. You know, there's a lot of instruments out there that you can take online that will help point to your gifts and talents. There are psychological tests if you want to go see a psychologist. Uh, and or, Usually it's an industrial organizational psychologist who can who can work with you in these areas. Uh, there's there's literally hundreds of tools out there that will help you understand what your gifts and talents are if you don't know. But one of the things, though, that I would just recommend, just as, a, as, as an aside, what do mm-hmm. you enjoy doing? 
What if if all constraints or constraints were taken away? What would you really like to do? That's probably an indication of either a gift or a talent. Um, that's uh, that's very interesting. You, I, I believe, your uh, professional credential is your licensed clinical psychologist, correct? Uh, Technically, I think it's just licensed psychologist. Okay. Well, okay. be that as it may, as a psychologist, um, any particular uh, talent and gift measurement instruments that you recommend or that you really, really like? Anything stand out for you? Well, I wish I had an answer for that. Um, this was not an area that I practiced in, uh, so okay. I, I just don't have a good answer for you. I'm sorry. Uh, that's, that's quite all right. Appreciate the candor. Um, okay, so another point you raise on your blog is be true to your passions. What does that mean? You know, every one of us has something that we're passionate about. Uh, For example, um, uh, you know, a a person might be passionate about saving babies from abortion, or a person might be passionate about preaching the Word of God and and getting the gospel spread, or uh, by being involved in politics or something like that. Whatever your passion is, that is that is a, that can help form the sweet spot for finding enjoyment at work. It's one thing in my uh, post here. I talk about being an accountant. Maybe you you're really gifted at numbers and you enjoy the puzzle of putting numbers and bookkeeping together and all that. But you have a passion for working with children who are uh, abandoned, and mm-hmm. so you might go to work for a nonprofit that focuses on working with children who have been abandoned. And yet, at the same time, you're still the bookkeeper, you're the controller, and so you're combining your gifts and your talents and your passions. Uh, you'll yeah. get up every day just looking forward to go to work. I have often heard it say, as a matter of fact, I may have heard you say this before on this topic, but it is commonly uh, referenced the, this notion that, wow, if you go to work every day and it just doesn't feel like work, you're just so enthusiastic and you're energized by it, it doesn't drain you of energy, it brings energy to you. If that's what you feel about the work that you're doing, man, you're, you're right there where you need to be. Do, do you buy that? Is that true? Actually, I do. I really do buy that, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not saying that it should be disbelieved, but it's it almost becomes a cliche. I wanted a psychologist's professional opinion about that. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I, I guess you got one. <laughs> and that'll be $120, thank you. Okay, <laughs> uh, here's my insurance number. All right, it's uh, 16 past the hour. We'll continue in just a moment. This is this is important stuff. It so often gets overlooked. Uh, Bill English, publisher of BibleandBusiness.com. He has uh, written eloquently, as always, five ways to be happy in your job, whatever that job may be. We'll continue with more ways in just a moment. 16 past the hour from the Faith Radio Network. I'm Austin Hill. a little song I wrote You might want to sing it note for note Don't worry <clears throat> Yes, of course Be happy Be happy It's 18 past the hour from the Faith Radio Network As a clinical psychologist is that just the ultimate denial song? <laughs> I don't know That's, that's from our, our Yes. Uh, That's why that's, uh, you know, it was just such a catchy tune back in the day, long before our studio engineer, Aaron McIntyre, was born. That that was back in our young adult days, Aaron, just so you know. That's why Bill English and I are um, enjoying the moment. Anyway, it's the uh, Faith Radio Network that you're listening to. Bill English, publisher of BibleandBusiness.com. He has written uh, a piece not about denial, but about truth. It's called Five Ways to Be Happy in Your Job. 
Here's another one that you uh, say that uh, leads us to happiness in the workplace. Be true to our values. What does that mean? That means that we simply don't work in a job that asks us to violate our values, and we don't work for employers that ask us to do the same thing. We just don't do that. Anytime a person has deeply held beliefs and values, and then they go and violate them, they are going to experience all kinds of mental and emotional and, I would submit, spiritual issues. So if you're working for a, um, a, uh, a company that lacks good ethics or you're working for uh, an individual boss within a good company but that boss is unethical and is asking you to violate your values, um, boy, you're in a tough spot, but you do not violate your values. You just don't do that. Yeah. And uh, along with that, you note uh, we all must be true to our employer and our colleagues. Now, that's a tall order. What's, what's going is. on there? It is. You know, there's always going to be times when uh, uh, you're going to find fault with your employer or you're going to find fault with your colleagues. Always. 100% of the time in every job, every person is going to be able to do that. Nothing will kill your employ- enjoyment of your work faster than if you find yourself criticizing or marginalizing or complaining about your employer or your coworkers. It just isn't worth it. So you've got to give them some grace. You you need some grace from them because you're not perfect. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we, we protect those relationships instead of criticizing them and gossiping about them behind their backs. Yeah. Um, t- speak to that issue, being true to our employer and our colleagues and all that that entails, given the reality, and you know this as a former business owner and as an employee and employer both, you've seen it on all sides of the issue, given how easy it is for gossip and backtalk and um, just a whole lot of cynicism, uh, how easy it is for that to take root in the workplace when nobody's looking. You know, one employee comes to the other and says, "Hey, can you believe the boss did this and the boss did?" It, it's just oftentimes very difficult to stay clear of that. Talk to, talk to us about that. Yeah, it really is difficult to stay clear of that, and so you have to. I it, gossip is such an emotional thing. Uh, when people are gossiping at work about somebody else, what they're really doing is saying, I'm mad, I'm frustrated, I'm angry, or whatever, and I can't go to that person, or I'm not willing to go to that person, so I'm going to take my crud, and I'm going to dump it on you. And they're going to what we call triangle in that person into that relationship. Uh, it's, it's never healthy. So uh, as a Christian, we should focus on protecting the reputations of others, even if they are snakes in suits. There's a book called Snakes in Suits I would encourage everybody to read about, about very highly toxic people in, in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are times when things become so toxic that you just need to get out of there. And that's why I think Henry Cloud's book, Necessary Endings, is such a good book, because it gives Christians permission to end relationships that really should be ended. Yeah, interesting. Bill English, publisher of BibleandBusiness.com, with us in studios. We talk about five ways to be happy in your job. Uh, This piece that you wrote, you end it with a very appropriately entitled section, A Word to Employers. What is the word to employers? Well, uh, actually, yeah, that was actually should have been a subsection of the one above it called Two Other Advices. Uh, Inevitably, your employer is going to be criticizing you at some point for something and uh, you, before you ever respond to that, I really highly recommend that you take that to the Lord in prayer and you ask the Lord two things. Number one, is my employer right? A lot of times they are, and you need to shore up your performance. Number two, mm-hmm. have I sinned in some way? 
uh, sometimes your sin in the workplace will cause performance issues, and if you can uh, uh, shore up the sin issue in your life, the performance will take care of itself. But sometimes the employer might be wrong, and in that case, you just need to be able to know from the Lord what he thinks of your work performance. Having his approval or his correction it really should be uh, primary, and then working with your employer to work things out uh, is the secondary aspect there, in my opinion. Yeah, very interesting. Five ways to be happy in your work. Bill English has addressed the subject. It's available at BibleandBusiness.com. And by the way, I tweeted this earlier this morning at Morning Austin, the morning program uh, Twitter account. And uh, you can uh, get it there. Thoughtful insights, as always, from Bill English. Thanks for taking on a subject here that um, sometimes people might just shrug it off and say, oh, yeah, we've heard that before. You bring some real theological, real biblical, timeless wisdom to it. I I really appreciate this. Well, you're welcome. Thanks, Austin. It's uh, good to be with you, and uh, thanks for jumping in. Bill English, BibleandBusiness.com. Again, at Morning Austin, our uh, morning program Twitter account. Find his article there. And uh, we'll get it at MyFaithRadio.com, forthcoming. It's now 25 minutes past the hour. It's the Faith Radio Network that you're listening to. Wednesday underway, I'm Austin Hill.